Hello everyone, Sean here with a quick intro before today's solo cast. I just wanted to say first and foremost, thank you to the listener feedback that, uh, and all the listener feedback actually that inspired this solo cast here today. Uh, I do this for you guys out there, for the listeners, and anyone who, you know, believes nature is medicine or is looking to turn towards nature as medicine. Um, And, you know, I just want to say here as kind of a disclaimer before this episode, you know, I, I know that COVID has been a marathon, um, an, an emotional roller coaster, right? And I, I think we've had to endure a lot of uncertainty. And I know that that can be damaging or detrimental to our mental health. And I know a lot of people out there are struggling. So if you or someone you know is, say, feeling depressed or anxious, you know, please speak to someone or let them know that they are uh not alone. COVID, um, I guess COVID has brought about a reset, a transition in society, whether it comes from the top down or the bottom up, like from grassroots levels, like we've spoke about here on the show, um, is still to be determined. So I just want to say, I, I really hope this episode here today can give you out there, the listener, some tools to be your best and to, like I always say, grow from that tiny acorn into a mighty oak tree right using that metaphor that if we let our find our true nature and we make nature connection and uh, regenerative practices and community uh, a part of our life um, in whichever way we can I think great things can come from that so um, I I do want to say that my thoughts and prayers uh, go to anybody who's being effective affected with COVID or uh, uh, you know has had a loss, a, a loss of a loved one from COVID or, you know, and I, I do want to say, or any, any disease for that matter, right? Whether, uh, you know, it be pneumonia, the flu throughout history, um, disease has kind of come with the evolution or evolution of technology specifically. That's how I, I see it anyways. And I believe that we are strong and resilient if we make nature the foundation of our life. So, um, yeah, quick intro. I just want to say, again, thoughts and prayers are out there and as always this show and the purpose of it is to help you guys increase control of your health everyone for the good of yourself and mother earth so enjoy this episode thanks very much welcome to rewild my bio self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. phone mic check one two hello hello let's just kick it off like that that's normally what i do for a sound check just talk to myself about things that i need to do prior to recording the show i'm breaking the fourth wall here i I realize that but all important and fun things that are that go into making a podcast so anyways welcome everybody to this installment the solo cast with me here with you guys we're here together in this together right and i really do mean that and that that's kind of the overarching theme actually you know what i do have an overarching theme for today's show and that is this quote from uh henry david thoreau and it goes like this rather than love than money than fame give me truth good god give me truth i added the last part good good god give me truth that's what this show here is about, um, the fact that I don't have the truth, basically. So if you're looking for a podcast with the truth right now, uh, and if one claims to have it, I, I don't know, I'd be skeptical of that truth. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to dive into truths towards maybe the end of this podcast. In fact, yeah, I'll save that stuff for the end. I want to go over exciting stuff, just kind of having a show where I'm doing like a full-on intro 
just talking about things, I think that um, this show has gotten a little bit long in the tooth at times because I go through these long intros where I'm talking about things going on in my life with rewilding, and I want to kind of dive further into certain rewilding practices or nature connection practices and things that I'm doing in my life uh, for the benefit of you guys out there. So I guess first and foremost, I should say, let me know if you guys dig this show. And the reason why I'm doing this is I, I actually got some great feedback from a uh, anonymous person out there and uh, very grateful for it. But basically in that wanted me or asked that I give uh, my guests more time to speak and uh, to basically not to cut them off. So I thought that was beautiful feedback. They gave me a lot of good positive feedback first about the show and they really enjoy it. But I appreciate anybody out there who's willing to put their time and effort into giving me honest feedback like that. So whoever that was, I greatly appreciate it. But I thought earlier in this year, I was thinking more about the behind the scenes stuff with the show. So writing blogs and working on my research and putting most of my time in there. And so what I thought was that at, at times when I need to get things off my chest, or I have this scratch pad that I've been creating as I go about my day and, uh, you know, doing my research and things that I would like to speak about on the show. So I just kind of put that aside, put that in a little bubble and try to keep that contained. And what I want to do is have these shows where I just come on the mic and randomly ramble with you all. So anyways, it's not completely random. I do have a, again, a scratch pad in front of me with a bunch of things. So um, three main topics that I want to talk about today, just to give you a little bit of a summary, if you will. One, I'll start here, is my rewilding practices for the year. What's going on, what I have planned for up on my land, 28 acres that I purchased last year. Um, kind of go into what's exciting there. And then I thought I would go into some questions and comments that I've been getting online, on social media, and uh thought I would use this time to clear the air, so to speak. And then lastly, I will finish off with where I'm at currently in some nature connection research and just some interesting things that I think will help everyone right now as we're probably longing for connection with nature. One, just to get outside, get outdoors. And two, um, yeah, for that overall like deep nature connection, I think that maybe we are running low on or at a deficit in this last year than what we're maybe used to. So anywho... I will be stopping periodically. Um, I'm actually rendering some lard right now, so trying to hear it crackle in there. And uh, so that said, I'll be hitting stop at certain times just to make sure I'm not burning these things. But anyways, uh, these delicious little pork cracklings, that is, that I'm getting from this process. But uh, yeah, so anyways, let's start here. Let's start with the land and what is exciting there, well, I'll tell you, number one is I'm actually in the process of uh, building a cabin on this land. So this is something that um, I did not expect to be doing so soon. And this is something I am not doing alone. This is something my partner, Lisa, and I are doing together. And um, that's how there's like a team of people that come together when you do something like this, obviously. Um, and I guess I should back up a little bit and saying having this land and uh, still being within the first year of owning it, um, I still have yet to really sit back and observe um, the land. And um, even over the past few months, not uh, frequenting it as much, it's been um, something that I, I'm cognizant of as one who wants to observe and uh, kind of work with the land a little bit more. So I feel that that full year um, from a, you know, a permaculture perspective, of course, just observing in that first year, but real, realistically, like um, the folks who owned this land before me had dug a well and the location of that well somewhat dictates where a build would go from here. So anyways, um, there is a lovely south facing slope that I will be basically or we will be building a uh, walkout basement cabin, a frame cabin. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the perfect spot. So despite it not being a full year and observing, this is just the spot. You know, this is where, um, in fact, when starting the first fire on the land, kind of sat with that as to where to put this fire pit um, and like that first fire. And where that fire is, is very much a central location. And that fire pit may very well always stay in that spot, at least as of right now, it looks like it will be able to with this build of this house as a kind of a backyard 
main gathering fire pit. And um, so, yeah, it's super exciting that this is happening. Uh, now, obviously, uh, I had dreams of building like some more of an off-grid cabin, I think, initially. And I think if you've been listening to the show, you know that I do have a bunkie up there um, or what is like an extra sh- storage shed, if you will. But essentially that allows this build here of the cabin would allow me to kind of turn that into what I've always envisioned, which is a total off-grid cabin. And of course, having access to a a deep well with a hand pump and um, solar, ideally I would have solar here for this bunkie, but uh, just to keep it off-grid. And then that, of course, being part of the uh, outdoor shower and bath that I've been creating. So... um, and I guess, yeah, this year, obviously. Also, another thing I'm looking at doing is adding the outdoor wood sauna to this whole uh, outdoor bath and basically having a uh, cold tub right there. So having the ability to lug water up and uh, have this whole outdoor bath experience with this bunkie. Um, the bunkie doesn't need much to to be finished. Um, but yeah, ideally, I'd like to have that as kind of a station as this um, a fully functioning station anyways, livable station for as this uh, property anyways, or as this cabin gets built. So really exciting stuff. Um, looking into different um, methods of building a home, uh, passive homes, using things like uh, insulated concrete forms, and uh, a lot of stuff we've actually talked about on previous episodes. Um, I believe the one earliest episode with Richard and getting his story of building his home, and then uh, the building biology episode as well. So much more to come on the front of that. Um, It's interesting in looking at things on like a nature connection or rewilding uh, length or spectrum, if you will, and seeing what I have access to, to, you know, for this specific build. And um, it's changed over time in the short time that I've had this property. So this is something that I was kind of always thinking would be a later stage build. So being able to kind of look at this type of build where it's more um, energy efficient or very much more energy efficient using things like outdoor wood stoves to heat and um, things like in-floor heating and stuff like that. It's very exciting because, yes, I will be. The other big question is, will I will this be uh, solar? And I think in time, the idea to switch over to solar is much more affordable. Um, and just from who I've been chatting with, it's nowadays a little bit more easier to integrate throughout time. And that's good because it adds such a big upfront cost to this. Budget is not huge and budget is obviously a thing you have to be cognizant of. So solar is just kind of out of budget essentially. And the fact that I do have access to hooking up to hydro, Ontario hydro at the road. And another thing that I am really wanting to do is try to not have to use gas at all. Um, obviously ideas of like backup generators, seeing as I am in um, the deep woods, things like that make sense, obviously. But as far as running the home and considering, yeah, again, hydro's right there, that just makes the most sense. So anyways, that's basically the full uh, rundown as of right now um, with that whole project. If you, uh, you feel like you got resources for me or if you are in this process yourself and you want to let me know about some cool stuff that you've learned, please share that with me. Uh, I've really appreciated getting more feedback when I actually asked for it. So I, I think in this regard, I would love to know what you guys take is on uh, this type of build anyways, um, not doing anything like a log cabin or, you know, um, having access to a lot of timber on the property. It, um, and I think that would just be a whole process in itself. And I do like the idea of um, getting into different uh, bush cap, bushcraft camps, rather, out bushcraft camps out on the land, more so into the actual forest itself. Because this clearing here is on about eight, eight acres or so. That's essentially old cow pasture. So self-facing slope as I mentioned and very farmable and uh, yeah possibilities for like wetlands and ponds and things so uh, yeah so that's really exciting and that's I guess I'm kind of touching on other things that I have on the go that will help me uh, or allow me to rather uh, get my hands dirty this year and get my mind off of you know my studies I think that working sitting at a computer and or being stuck indoors like we've all been this last year I really do think that making uh, you know getting out working with our hands is an awesome idea so this is my way of doing that and I think getting outdoors and doing some of the things that I will be doing like building bushcraft camps and also you know cutting firewood for example the, the high risk 
danger uh, activity, super tiring, super, you know, physical labor, and at the same time, super rewarding and uh, something so, uh, I think, important that I'm really looking forward to doing there is doing some, you know, ecological forestry and kind of really trying to regenerate some uh, oaks and some uh, maples that are trying to grow up there, but um, we're basically cut down about five or six years ago. So lots of maple shoots and everything growing up from sunlight exposure um, deeper in the forest. So looking to yeah get in there and, and protect some of these maples to see them grow larger. And uh, yeah, just essentially so they're not eaten by wildlife that are out there enjoying them as of right now. So yeah, there's just a lot to learn still, right? So the, these types of things that I'm coming in here and doing, uh, it's going to allow me, obviously building a cabin is going to allow me to be up there full time. So that's the ultimate goal, right? And yeah, especially with my research, allowing me to write up there, um, you know, that's in, in the future anyways, that's an awesome possibility in, in making this place what I've always envisioned, which is that um, eco-spiritual uh retreat, not to say retreat center. I always hate saying the word retreat center, but institute uh, rather where bringing in different um, educational uh, programs from a whole host of different things that um, I think help us connect with nature. So yeah, still putting things together, but like I say, focusing on research and this stuff all happening as my way to get outdoors and enjoy the outdoors. So um, what else? I mentioned it already, but yeah, cutting trails, that's still a big thing on the list. Last year, not really reaching every point in the property just because it was thick in the time of year. So um, looking forward to actually getting out there in a couple of weeks to do um, some bushcraft camping out in the winter. And uh, my brother and I are going to be going and building essentially a lean-to and a fire just in where I essentially want to do um, some camping. So yeah, so that's exciting. So I'm going to be able to uh, some way share that with you guys via Instagram or, or Telegram. And um, yeah, that's uh, so stay, stay tuned for that. And actually, there's another thing that I want to mention that is in the process of getting built or constructed. And that is a rocket stove that will essentially be a uh, water heating device. So I'll be able to have a hot water tank with this rocket stove um, and basically using some copper piping into a clay uh, rocket stove and using a coil in this device being able to siphon water in a pail and then back out so this whole outdoor shower will be uh, also powered by wood so really looking forward to that um, what else can I say tree planting spoke about that actually looking into a grant from um, the Canadian government which is an awesome program called Forest Ontario 50 million tree uh, program I'm going to link that in the show notes here, as well as uh, Ducks Unlimited. I've spoken about these guys previously on the show, and um, they will help you, uh, you know, with resources anyways, finding the right spot on your property and how to go about putting in a wetland that would be beneficial for ducks, obviously, So, um, which are really shallow, shallow ponds with very s- shallow slopes going into them and obviously creating diverse uh, habitat on the edges here of these ponds so um up there i have a couple spots for these ponds obviously with things like mosquitoes and flies putting something like that close to a home it's um it's on my mind anyways is increasing bugs but there's plenty of space for these types of ponds so yeah looking forward to uh diving into this document that i received called wetlands on my lands and um, I'll put a link to the show notes in that. And if you want any uh, information about digging ponds, Ducks Unlimited, is, as far as free resources goes, they're great. But of course, they take donations. So please check that out. I think it's a total worthwhile initiative. And if you're into, uh, you know, partnering with researchers and things like that, um, those guys would be the people that you would want to connect with. So um, what else is going on this weekend? Yeah, uh, or in a couple of weeks, rather, is the... Uh, the bushcraft camping with uh, a whole lot of firewood cutting really there will also be some snowshoe hare hunting so that's exciting having uh, gotten out and doing a little bit of uh, white or cottontail rather whitetail still have whitetail on the brain geez i won't let that one go you know not getting a deer this year or last year but anyways uh yeah cottontail that's been a lot of fun but uh, snowshoe hare has been a lot of fun and i've hunted them before and uh yeah just overall getting out. I know of some chaga 
mushroom that I'm looking to harvest um, there as well on my land. So uh, there's a whole lot there. So I'll be taking just a little bit from that. So I'm really looking forward to getting out there and actually, you know, fully being fully immersed in some deep wilderness for a couple of days this time of year. I just love when we get a deep freeze in, which we kind of finally have here in uh, southwestern Ontario. Ice fishing is starting to become a thing. Haven't I haven't been out to do that myself yet, but I just love this time of year. As much as I love like those summer, those warm summer evenings where you're able to be outdoors, this time of year, I really do love those sub-zero temperatures and just getting outdoors and just breathing in that cold, fresh air, right? Next on the scribble sheet is uh, more exciting things. Yeah, because that's what this episode's about. You know, like I had mentioned, want to uh, do shorter intros, get right to my guests, let them have the uh, time to speak about all the important things that they're here to do, and yeah, make more of these random rambling episodes, solo casts um, of exciting things, because that's important right now, I think, talking about the positive and trying to stay at a higher elevation, uh, not to sound like a super hippie or anything, but I really do think right now there's such polarity out there that staying positive is really important. So that's kind of the purpose of this show, as I'll get to at the end. But the purpose being, uh, yeah, to kind of put a positive uh, footnote or a positive ending almost I should say to the whole COVID conversation here on the show and get back to just rewilding and nature connection and giving you guys the tools that you need to uh, you know feel a more fulfilling life by having a better relationship with nature the nature that you are right and I I do think that yeah it, it sometimes it's easy to kind of do this emotional roller coaster over the last year especially if you're a lover of nature and, and natural medicine and from where I view this as someone who uh, is you know a health promotion researcher um, in training so to speak that I'm looking at this thing as a lens of uh, there seems to be a lot of anti-natural medicine right now and nature as medicine and more of a focus on this uh, what we call a main or what I would call a mainstream narrative around you know that seems to lend itself very well to pharmaceutical companies coming in and kind of dictating what is the best method of action right now with this viral sickness going around. So, um, so yeah, this episode, I do want to get more positive. Um, and this is my way of kind of ending that and my way of kicking it off and telling you guys more about what I'm doing. So that was a weird segue into telling you more about what's going on on far as my, rewilding practice so i mentioned everything up at the land there that's not my everyday stuff it takes me you know hours to travel there and i need to be here at my desk doing my work right now and obviously with lockdowns and things like that i'm not going anywhere so um anyways breathwork practice that's been huge for me right now and i just finished the book uh breathe by james nestor and i'll link that in the show notes uh Honestly, I've been chatting with a lot of friends who recently read it as far as just a very succinct uh, recap or, uh, you know, uh, exploration through all different types of science of, of breathwork arts, the art of breathwork, um, you know, going back to different pranayama uh, techniques and origins of breathwork. It was, um, and then, of course, a lot of practical breathing exercises and things that I personally have in my um you know, in my repertoire, but a lot of focus on the Boiteco method in there. And that's been something um, I know that co-host Richard Vixinic has researched a lot in the past. And um, that's going back years now when I was working with Richard, um, him as my naturopathic uh, doctor. So this Boiteco stuff, it's more so same idea as say your Wim Hof uh, method. So we're looking at building a carbon dioxide threshold and we're essentially instead of breathing in heavy and often and over oxygenating ourselves as in the Wim Hof method this would be uh, basically go into uh, more slower and shallow breathing breathing less breathing softer um, but still achieving those uh, you know the same type of benefit anyways as, as far as uh, Wim Hof goes so yeah I'm really excited to dive into this whole online course with Boiteco's method um and that, uh, yeah, that's going to occupy most of this year for me. So um, that's one thing that I think is important for me anyways to connect with 
nature. I mean, breathing is that very, it, it's funny sometimes for me talking about nature connection because I'm always thinking, yeah, but we're part of nature and I'm looking at individuals' perceptions of their level of connection, but it's like we are all nature, so we are all connected. So there's a, an odd paradox, obviously, in, in what I do, but um, yeah, we have become disconnected from nature and I think forgot that we work best when we're in communion and working synergistically with the cycles of nature and local ecologies and the elements essentially. So anyways, um, breath work, that's one way doorway for me. I think it's foundational. Um, you know, if we're, if we're lost in the woods, I know it's shelter water or shelter fire water. Um, but I think the first thing we do is we stop and we collect our breathing, right? And uh, breathing is so important. So it's, it's truly foundational, I think, to rewilding. Um, and uh, yeah, so looking forward to diving into my journey through the Boiteco method here, the rest of 2021 with you guys. Um, everyday practice. So that's not necessarily nature connection, me getting out in contact with nature, but through mindfulness, we can actually... Uh, mindfulness being kind of a pathway or mediates nature connections role in health and well-being outcomes right so um, by being more mindful when we're in nature we're able to cultivate more nature connection and from that correlates to kind of more overall benefit and that's what the research is showing anyway so um, my everyday practice to have contact with nature um, over and above just my mindfulness you know meditation and breathing practice is to basically go for a walk every day in nature you know, I'm in here in uh, beautiful Port Stanley, Ontario. It's right on the north shore of Lake Erie. And uh, yeah, being able to be close to a body of water is, you know, super important. Sure, it's been cold out and I've been busy and I've been tardy. It's just the oddest thing ever. I don't know what that's about. And, and just being like fully honest and accountable to you guys. But I don't know what it is about when you study things, you do them less. I find that was the case when I studied physical activity sedentary behavior it seems like I sat more and then now studying nature connection it's like a less opportunity to be in nature but um but really that's the whole point of me bringing this up is because for the most most individuals access to uh, urban nature is plenty of nature even having access to a window can do a lot if you have already like a strong connection with nature just by looking out a window for a little bit you're able to kind of cultivate um you know more positive effect anyways you can kind of get rid of uh you know if you're having a down day you can just look outside i don't know it works for me anyways sometimes if i need to just kind of clear my mind and reset just looking out the window is sometimes good enough but anyways where where was i going with that is that yes everyday practice so getting out in nature at least 20 minutes and again doing it in a mindful way not where we're checking emails or talking on the phone but actually, you know, being aware of what's around you. And I think that's, um, you know, a super important part. Other than that, you can also just notice the good things in nature. So whatever happens to strike a positive emotion in you, what might you be, you know, paying attention to at that time? If, if you're paying attention to nature, that is. Um, another thing is noticing beauty. Noticing beauty is another, you know, pathway to nature connection um, and kind of, a, again, a, a moderator. So it allows basically uh, to make the benefits of nature connection to become, uh, you know, received, I guess, by the individual. So, yeah, if you're out there and you're noticing, you know, the beauty in nature or the good things in nature, the this, as far as the research that I've seen anyways, shows that uh, nature connection can be enhanced or the health benefits of nature connection can be enhanced. So if you're still here with me, I appreciate it because you're basically getting to hear my brain reiterate and try to place all of this, uh, the literature that I've been swimming in the last few months anyways. So I appreciate it. And yeah, if you guys want to hear more of this, let me know, please, because uh, this is the stuff that I hope to be doing more solo episodes on specifically is my uh, research. But anyways, I'm going to save that to the end and I am going to talk more about those pathways um, a little bit more. Survival skills. I have planned here um, this year to set aside time to, whether that be widow wood or uh, work on my bow drill skills. Archery, obviously, being a big thing right now, I can't go down to the local range to, to shoot my bow, um, as well as tying knots. That's another thing on my list. Um, it's like I can always tie knots when I'm like reading or fresh into doing them, but when you're not doing them for a long time, knot tying is something. Um, you know, I'm trying to increase my repertoire or 
increase what I've got there as far as my skills go with knot tying. Um, other than that, this year I'm doing uh, very little on the learning front outside of school, um, trying to just let everything stew and compartmentalize things in my brain again and on sticky notes galore um, on the computer anyways that are, you know, putting things together for nature connection therapy and all sorts of, you know, eco-psychology um, theory and whatnot and put that aside for future projects once, you know, I'm actually finished school. Um, so outside of that, very little education. However, I'm still working on a personal development front and those things I think, well, one for sure definitely has um, a lot to do with my nature connection practice and um, using, you know, nature as um, medicine or as a source of spirituality for me. And that is, I'll be doing protector training this uh, spring. All things considered, hopefully everything's, you know, up and running and allowed, but that's the, the game plan anyways. And protector training will essentially um, allow me to be able to lead vision quests. So having done a vision quest, kind of being the prerequisite requisite for this training, I'll be doing protector training. And um, right now still sitting quiet with that and kind of creating my intentions around that. So I've got a few months to go um, and prepare for that. How I'm preparing for that is actually by taking... Um, taking the Alpha program through uh, Forest City Community Church. And this is something that kind of came at me last minute, if you will, but it's kind of in my quest to learn more about the story of Jesus and specifically the story of Jesus in and around nature um, within the Bible. So uh, Bible study was my kind of start of the year goal, but I realized that that is way too heavy for uh, what I can handle right now. So I've decided to do this program and it's basically online zoom uh, through zoom. And what we're doing is uh, getting together and watching movies on uh, just different stories of Christ and essentially going to be uh, breaking off into like little groups and discussing this and kind of like round table open kind of community um, style. So kind of going through this journey together and learning and growing. Um, it's a beautiful program that's put together. And my partner, Lisa, she is actually um, involved in kind of leading some of these groups and that and facilitating them, I guess. And so, yeah, I've, uh, I've heard great things. I've, I've heard great transformation stories and that. And for me, it's just kind of deepening that understanding, um, you know, being, uh, being born and baptized Christian, but then kind of finding God through nature, as I've said many times on the show before and through my own experience, um, life experience, that is, it's interesting the the, syner the synergies going on with different Bible scriptures and stories and things that have just kind of, again, landed in front of me in this last year. So when things land, you know, in front of me like this, it's just trying to stay in the flow state um, as much as possible. That is kind of where my attention is going to be going. So yeah, looking forward to that. And I'll share more about that. And if I figure out what uh, Jesus did on his 40 day, 40 night vision quest, I will let you guys know. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know if we're talking about that stuff. But um, yeah, it should be interesting. So other than that, in regards to uh, nature connection, and I don't know if this one follows, falls under nature connection or not, but it just, I guess, more so really realistically rewilding and, and becoming uh more engaged with uh, my local environment and what is available to me and living in harmony with that um, as far as, you know, resource extraction, what, what I need to stay alive. Right. Um, so obviously that's, that's a overarching like thing in my mind in creating a cabin um, and, you know, almost everything I do right in my life. So one area of that, that is important is preparation. So what is available in my local you know, environment? ecosystem um, that I have access to and how can I prepare or, you know, um, be proactive in harvesting and working with that and conserving it, right? And regenerating it. And uh, how can I, you know, apply that to the community of other folks who are like-minded in this regard? I'm grateful to have, um, you know, a few friends who, it's, you know, I'm able, we're able to kind of have this outlook in a, by building this type of resiliency and community through rewilding, um, there's a lot of well-being that I personally derive from that. And it's part of, I think, it's the basis anyways of how I'm trying to design my life. And that's where I think rewilding offers a lot of hope and benefit um, for anybody, no matter where you are, if you're in the city or, or not, right? There's 
there's no right way to do this, right? If you're not, just because you're not weaving baskets and things like that, that's, that's okay, right? And I think uh, looking at this bushcraft camp that I'll be building in a, in a few weeks, and I want this to be somewhat of a permanent structure and, and having access to uh, materials um, that will, you know, like canvas tarps and, and different things like that, that will, you know, different man-made products, um, using them because they're available, right? Not, not pushing them aside because they are man-made and not pure or what have you, right? Because they have, may have plastics in them and things like that. Using them, not letting them go to the landfill, I think is, is super important. So anyways, um, kind of taking an inventory right now of what, what we have, what our stock is, what our stockpile is, I think is a very good thing. Um, right now, you know, I, I know how many jars of sauerkraut and things that like that, that I have to get me through until a growing season again. And how can I get better? How can that system or you know process become better through my preparation, right? Um, and I think that's just a really important thing. Like right now, is that we stop. Things are different. Things are changing in the way uh, our world works. And I think it's time to instead of like kind of complain or feel like a victim or remember or be like, oh, the the olden days were so nice and. Um, it's really, it's time to just take stock of what's here right now and go forward. Right. And, um, so on that front seed, I'm not, not trying to perpetuate any type of, uh, seed fear as if there's like a, a, a seed shortage, um, where I got my seeds and I don't remember right now. Do I have it on my, I think I just, did I, I shut my phone off because I'm recording a podcast. So I don't have it right in front of me. But, um, or do I, no, I don't, I'll put it in the show notes, um, different seed distributors, give you a reason to head on, head on over to the website, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, so I purchased lots of seeds and looking at, um, important seeds. Actually, where's my list of seeds? I just purchased them. Yeah. You get to listen to paperwork. That's what kind of show this just turned into. Just holding papers. Anyways, we don't need we don't need that. I know which seeds you need. Um, seeds to look into: uh, corn, potatoes, uh, cabbage, uh, carrots. What are seeds? I think good seeds to have. And as far as like looking into seed storage and that, um, I'm doing some research in that regard. I would love. That's kind of one of my topics to discuss in a future podcast. So I'll save it for that. But um, storing them purchasing or at least getting a relationship with seeds, saving seeds if you've never done that before, but getting, again, prepared for the idea of having to collect and harvest seeds. Last year, I collected a whole bunch of mustard green seeds, and that was awesome because I got to make mustard out of it, and I've got more seeds for next year, right? So um, what else can I say? Yeah, again, the breathing, uh, the breath work, I think right now, just getting a clear mind, and, and uh, that's a form of preparation in itself, right? Having a, having good mental health and breath work being a great way to allow the mental chatter to just kind of evaporate from, from the brain, from the body. Um, other than that shelter, I think that's important right now in, in, in regards to preparation. Like we're, it's the winter time. We have uh, power, electricity. We have a grid that's up and running. That's a beautiful thing. But what if that were not to be there anymore? And again, not to perpetuate any type of fear mongering or make it sound like, geez, Sean's really scared of this stuff. It's just, honestly, it's, I think it's important as human beings that we are in connection with nature in this way. And we have systems or community that we can rely on, whether that be family. Um, you've got a little store of canned goods. You do whatever makes you feel good, but I think, um, not doing it at all, there's just a disconnection from nature. And I think that could lead to just overall sometimes getting wrapped up in the spiral of, of 2021 and 2020 with the pandemic and all. So I really do think that having a little bit of, um, you know, footing and prep preparation right now goes a long way. Um, that's all I can say. I, you know, shelter, fire, um, generators, things like that. I'm looking into them. And just again, educating yourself, I think is the first step. You can apply the knowledge that you gain after, but right now it's just a great time to, uh, you know, get on the internet and actually search these things, um, as you can. Speaking of searching things in upcoming episodes, I don't know if I was speaking of upcoming episodes, but I am now cybersecurity have a potential guest lined up and, uh, 
interesting resume anyways, and I will say nothing more, but uh, trying to secure it as we speak, just to get into that whole concept of cybersecurity. So if you think you would be interested in that, stay tuned for sure. Next on the list, um, sorry, have to listen to the, the page flip. We're at 30, 30 minutes or so and uh, flipping pages. But that is a good thing because that means I'm more than halfway here now and as this will allow me to dive into some of the feedback that I've been receiving. Um, been receiving a lot of positive feedback. People enjoying that I'm sharing uh, a truth that is less well uh, publicized and feeling a lot of resonance in things that I've been sharing. Obviously, always encouraging individual individuals to think for themselves what is true um, because that's important in this day and age. But yeah, I'd like to thank that again. Thank that individual that sent the feedback that essentially sparked this episode and me getting on here and doing one of these uh solo casts and uh you know for their feedback again around having uh you know give allowing the guest to speak and that's something that i sometimes it's been a big challenge and i've spoken about this before on the podcast kind of in the recap episode of the year but i'll mention it again is that yeah um hosting a podcast and having uh passion or knowledge or experience or whatever in a topic is are two different things and that's why i think doing a solo cast every now and then where i can have uh you know the floor and i don't have to worry about interrupting anyone um <laughs> but uh no and i also really do want to uh, ask questions and be become a better interviewer and uh really dive into i have a lot of exciting guests lined up and doing more specific topic specific shows that might be a little bit more technical so obviously me uh, asking proper questions and, and being quiet, right? So again, I, I appreciate this uh, this anonymous listener out there um, for their awesome feedback and positive comments about the show. Um, and yeah, I won't, I won't go any further into that. Um, but I do want to, I guess, address another thing that I've been asked a few times online and uh, yeah, talking about, I guess, truth again, right? And uh, being asked if I'm an anti-master or say, you know, people getting upset because I'm uh, using what I would feel like is comedy to uh, address certain things that I would, that anyways, people who share my perspective. And again, those individuals who have expressed their, their love for me sharing this alternative truth um, may find these things funny. And this is just kind of, I know it's tribalism and I know that's everywhere right now. Um, and I know that people are dying and people are sick. So I, I don't mean to make fun of anything. And I think if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that there are plenty of diseases that are systemic in our culture or society here in the West that I think are worth stopping the economy for. And I don't believe we have it all figured out in regards to the best way to go about this politically or what type of um, economic system on the, on the you know, capitalism, socialism spectrum is is the right one. I don't know what that is. I know that current system's not working from a quality standpoint, um, though things are changing. So I, I want to just do a big old uh, brake pump on that whole uh, topic on any type of social media that I have. Um, and I think that's just a great thing because there is my truth, there's your truth, and then there's the truth, right? And I think as I've always said, or what I've, I, again, bringing up my vision quest, but that's what I learned in this vision quest, that there's my truth, there's your truth, and then there's God's truth. And for me, um, that was the first time I've ever even used that word in my language, you know, prior to that, using source or creator or universe to represent God. But at that point in time, it really was a realization that God knows. And at the end of the day, that's the most important. And that's why I started this episode with that um, Henry David Thoreau uh, quote from Walden, uh, and that is, again, rather than love, than money, than fame, give me truth. And so I don't think that's possible for me to give truth, and I think just saying my truth, it just kind of shows that the personality bias and, and the gap that's out there right now. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, it leads, it leads me to a whole lot of questions that I kind of want to address right here and just randomly ramble about. The best that I can, but like, what is truth, right? Um, and sure, I, you know, I have my belief on truth. That there's, there's mine, there's yours, and then there's God's. And other people might say, no, there's a truth. And how do we come to know that truth? If you go way back to, I think, the first or second episode talking about um, ontology, epistemology. So ontology, what we, what we know, 
and then epistemology means how we come to know it. And I see there's this little, uh, this kind of ideological imperialism that's happening right now in the earth, on the earth from like an international relations, global politics uh, kind of lens. That's, that's how I see it anyways. And like what really creates truth, right, is, for example, with the mask thing, being asked if I'm anti-mask and, you know, it's like I say, no, I'm pro-science. And science that I've seen prior, like prior to this pandemic on masks, there was nothing out there that said this would be a beneficial public health policy. Afterwards, obviously a lot more attention on that and what you put attention to it and the way you, in which you ask questions, not nullifying, you know, studies here, but I, I really do think that you put attention into it, you fund it and you ask questions in a certain way, you're going to see efficacy of masks, studies that show this pop out. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, just because we're seeing positive mask results that is, you know, or studies rather that are showing that masks work as far as spreading a virus, um, which, you know, Studies may very well show this, but there's also sh studies showing that doesn't stop infection rates, right? So it's just the way in which we look at this, we can, it can be framed to be this amazing thing. And right now it just seems to be. So all this said, just because I don't believe that masks will, you know, stop anyone from dying. And I've said that before and I'll say it again. I, it doesn't mean that I don't wear one, right? And I've said this before too, is that I do wear one. So I'm being a part of it and we're keeping it going and everyone's doing what we, what we are expected the other thing is ideologies of as truth right so there's one way to kind of look at the world right or there's two ways it seems like people are looking at the world right now from a socialist lens or a pro uh, individuality uh, freedom of choice capitalism lens right um and i guess all even the socialism stuff still capitalism right but w w where is the truth in this right and i've been asked as of late you know sharing certain things well, look at the website that you're sharing this interview from. And it to me, it's like, I'm not sharing the website or what their political ideology is. I'm sharing the video that I referenced, right? So it's just, right now, I just feel like there's everything super polarized and no one really wants the truth, right? A lot of people are just so feet dug in the sand about wanting to, or at least this is my experience, People are really polarizing themselves based on their personality bias, right? So based on their ego and how they see the world, it's kind of easy to take camp right now. And I can, I understand how I would appear like this rewilding hippie who doesn't feel like viruses are real or there's, any, you know what I mean? And that's just not the case. It's, it's nonsense, right? So anyways, where I'm going with this is that there is no truth. There's no truth. Out there. There's no truth on Twitter. That's for sure. And that's why I just deleted Twitter actually, um, and that's just it. There's no like one science overlord or there's no political ideology that is truth. The truth will come out in the end. God knows what it is, right? So we might as well just, in my opinion, focus on that relationship with God right now in these times and, and do what makes us happy, do what we're called to, what our purpose is, or, you know, get quiet to find out what that is right now. It's still a great time to do that, right? And so I'm just constantly reminding myself this as I feel like I have, uh, you know, I have a platform here with the podcast. I have a desire to help people from a health promotion lens, right? So to increase control over your health. And I find that right now, no one really wants to hear the message um, that might be counter to the one that is full of fear. And I can appreciate that. And I, you know, I, I'm, I have empathy and compassion for individuals that might, um, you know, be a lot more afraid than say someone like I am, who has a breadth of knowledge and experience in self-care and taking care of myself, right? So um, so all I'm going to do now here with the show is focus on just that, helping people do those things because there's so many people that are looking for that. And I think it's way more important to focus on the positive and resonate high vibes right now because I think it's easy to bring in negativity if even cracking jokes about um, this right now and I'll just leave that for JP Sears to do and I'll link him in the show notes. And uh, yeah, because I know there's some of us out there that do find that funny and I can appreciate that that is not everyone's cup of tea. So I'm going to try to keep it much more focused on, you know, everyday nature experiences, uh, things we can do, stories of, of people who are connecting with nature through these times and, and how we're actually getting it done rather than, you know, 
be concerned about whether there's a conspiracy or somebody dangling puppet strings somewhere, right? So keep high vibing. Look forward to the future. Cool episodes coming. Um, again, few and far between just because I think my focus will be behind the scenes on my research. And um, speaking of my research and another quote from Henry David Thoreau, and that is, good things are wild and free. And I really do think that is the case. Sometimes maybe it seem, doesn't seem like that in, in 2020, but you can guarantee that is going to be my outlook going forward. It's my outlook right now anyways, and I'm going to bring you content that will help you be wild and free, um, no matter what happens to you know nature as medicine. And I, and I joke because at that same time, there's tremendous uh, uptick and attention um, on the importance of nature as we come out of this pandemic and I think it's a perfect time to start focusing on the positive and start attracting more individuals in here on the show and through social media uh, things like that right so yeah delete the Twitter keep it sunny um, as my vision board tells me uh, and uh, you know when when communicating on social media and I appreciate you guys asking questions if I'm anti-mask or you know whatever that is because it's definitely that's not the case I'm definitely not anti really anything I'm just uh pro thinking through things and you know using science and and, and you know in science literacy that's really what I'm pro science literacy and that's what I'm learning to do better every day with with my research so if I can help you guys with that as well and if you feel that nature is medicine and you want resources we'll keep it sunny here on the show what do you think about that I think it's a good idea however <laughs> this is not this is the worst segue as a guy who's been cognizant of segues here on the show for your listening pleasure i realize this is a horrible segue because i'm talking about keeping it sunny but i really do want to talk about um another thing um that w- i'll be coming up on future episodes and that's supporting local small businesses because i've noticed a trend right now and it, again it's it's about the different sides of truth and on that spectrum of you know freedom or uh socialism or herd mentality right um and if you i guess follow me on social media you know i'm pro individuality i'm not saying that i don't uh, you know believe in equality on many fronts but right now i think it's important for our overall health is that we have freedom and individual sovereignty over our bodies and our choices in regards to how we want to if we want to be healthy or not so um because i do believe that there's no program in the world from a top-down approach that you could give to somebody that doesn't want to do it right and that's from my own experience working with clients and and patients and um, you know from holistic nutrition to personal training and looking at health policy and and teaching health policy as a teaching assistant at the university level it it just you know it's something that truly has to come from the grassroots taxing things and and, uh, you know forcing any type of medical treatment or anything like that obviously is just or or even supporting things like mass that don't have uh, you know proven research, health policy research, showing efficacy in, you know, pilot studies and things like that. It's just, it's odd. So I'll continue to call attention to that and things like that um, here on the show. But yeah, as far as social media goes, keeping it sunny. So since I can get into the dark side here, because I can't leave it alone. um, Right now, I find that there is individuals in control in this world that have power, okay, Different, organi- different institutions and they're silencing the voices of the majority of the influencers and of people um, that don't fit this mainstream narrative right now. I've, I've experienced it, censorship, and I'm grateful to still have this platform here to say this and I hope um, me saying it, um, you know, I hope, I hope it's something that if you, if it resonates with you, if you've experienced it as well, please share this episode here with a friend um, or, you know, let me know that that you've experienced it too. But I do feel like individuals um, that don't follow the mainstream narrative, they're being silenced right now um, so that other people who, you know, this message might resonate with become silenced. And right now I'm, you know, I've been saying a lot about going silent and being more quiet and being like the snowy owl and just kind of meditating and going inward, which is something I commonly do this time of year anyways, but more so now, the importance is is great, I think, now for us all to do that. Um, but by in doing that, 
not totally going silent, right? So doing nothing, I think, allows the darkness to just consume us. Where I think if we have, if we're taking action, and we're and you know we're moving the energy, the stale dark energy that happens, we might pick up out there right now. I think that is a very good recipe for success right now. So whether that means like you know physical activity and moving, getting outdoors and going on walks, um, even if it means going silent and not preaching the the great gospel of, of nature as medicine. Um, if, if we can't do that, you know, without censorship, maybe down the road, I think then we can come out and, and say it, at least me anyways, I don't, I find like, you know, speaking about masks potentially not working. It's just, again, it's not worth it. I'd rather just wear one and not the hill to die on. Right. So, um, but I do feel like not doing anything is a bad idea. So coming together with your community, preparing, uh, you know, accepting what is, and then moving forward, is just kind of, honestly, it's my best way to look at things positively in my life. And I just feel like I want to share that with you guys, because again, I want to slay that dragon, that negativity, and I want to raise the elevation of, of this show and future shows and, uh, you know, drop, drop really anything when it comes to down to COVID, you know, again, don't give it attention. Um, starve the beast. If energy flows where attention goes. And I think, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's an interesting topic in, in health promotion in health in public health, obviously. Um, but I think there's just plenty of resources that we could focus on here. So anyways, I found, I sound like now I'm going into that loop. So, um, yeah, I just want to say that, uh, well, support local, uh, do whatever, I guess, in regards to, uh, you know, actions without having to go speak. If, if there are coffee shop owners, maybe that, you know, um, ha- share your views right now that might be more pro freedom, um, pro individuality, right? That which is wild and free is good. Um, go and support them, right? Try not to support the Amazons or the Walmarts, um, the best you can, right? If there's, you know, you hear of things like, honestly, coffee shop owners who are operating and, you know, during lockdowns and things like that and in the, in the States, you're hearing locally here of like pastors getting death threats, literally pastors who are uh, holding church ceremonies in, in safe ways and in good ways and, and getting death threats and like phone calls in the middle of the night and, and all sorts of horrible things for individuals. And honestly, like, I know, yeah, again, might not be sunny, but honestly, I'm looking back what I understand or what I have learned about history of World War II and what Nazi Germany looked like um, leading up to, you know, the Holocaust and, and, and the whole World War II. And I see this kind of weird, similar um, vibe right now, I guess, right? Where it's just like, you know, I'm thinking back to those times where it's like uh, people weren't supporting Jewish-owned uh, small businesses. And now it's like folks who are in t- or a certain part of Western culture, um, valuing freedom and, and individual sovereignty are, yeah, like people are like giving them death threats, you know, not shopping at their business, wishing, wishing them ill health. And I think that's just not where, I mean, personally, it's, I know it's happening out there right now. And just to see it every other day, you can, you can turn on the news and get this stuff. So it's, it's important to stay informed I, and that I will, but not diving into it, not giving it any energy, I think is for me anyways, it's super important. It's definitely going to be my medicine. And, um, again, it's just kind of sign that people don't really want the truth. They just want to project their insecurity, um, and their fear on other people rather than what I feel like is deal with themselves. So I I hope to give you guys tools to deal with things yourselves and, and share more stories of people who are doing just that, like I have done on the show. So again, thanks to everybody. Um, for, I guess, or thanks to that one individual out there who's encouraging this episode for me to just kind of get on here and um, randomly ramble with you guys. Um, so yeah, there it is. Stick the fork in the old COVID story, um, you know, and no more. It's uh, of, of my truth anyways on the subject. We will wait till the end and see how this all plays out. I'm putting my stocks in nature though. That's for sure. And maybe GameStop. I do, I'll do that too. Man, the world's so... Uh, it's like a video game. Honestly, it's like millennials investing in something called GameStop or GameStop rather to basically put an end to all the corruption on Wall Street, right? It's like you can't. Honestly, it's like we're in a, a movie or a video game or something here. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to put my stock in nature though. 
And if you guys are down for that, then let's do that together. Let's invest in nature together. Let's, you don't even have to, let's meet here on this channel. Forget Reddit or maybe we'll join on Reddit or, you know what? Hit me on Telegram. There's no more Twitter. I have no more Twitter. So hit me on Telegram. It's at Sean Slade or do the Instagram thing at rewildmybio. Um, but yeah, again, I appreciate the uh, back and forth that sparked this conversation. I've been wanting to have one of these shows or at least have things come up enough that I feel like, hey, let's, this is worth doing a show. So first one of these. And again, thanks to anybody out there who's rating and reviewing and leaving feedback for the show. It's so greatly appreciated. And I'm doing my best to become the best podcast host I can possibly be. So with that said, let me please deliver on my promise to touch on some Nature Connection research. And I want to, I guess, call attention to, I mean, something I think that is been on my mind when reading uh, Nature Connection research and then looking at the current situation that we all find ourselves in. And I'm going to reference one paper uh, by Lumber, Richardson, and Sheffield, um, three what I would say is key researchers in the field of nature connection research in looking at correlations among different well-being and health outcomes. This paper is titled Beyond Knowing Nature, Contact, Emotion, Compassion, Meaning, and Beauty are Pathways to Nature Connection. And though that title right there might be a little bit mis misleading because in this paper, essentially, what the authors put together, what they show is that um, these things, contact, emotion, compassion, meaning, and beauty, are um, beauty being maybe somewhat a pathway to nature connection, but the other ones, contact, emotion, compassion, and meaning, and I'll go over them in a second, but those essentially being more so a predictor of nature connection. And then, of course, the health and well-being outcomes that come with nature connection. So um, contact, of course, that's easy to understand. That's a predictor. The more we're in nature, the more we're immersed or in contact or exposed to nature, whether, again, that be through a window or deep wilderness, that is going to be a predictor of our level of nature connection and our comfortableness or our relationship with nature, right? So emotion, this is the interesting one that's been on my mind. And again, it's kind of a predictor towards whether or not we can um, reap the benefits of having a healthy relationship with nature as far as health and well-being goes. Um, there's a lot more other benefits to just connection with nature than just health and well-being. But as far as our health and well-being goes, um, our emotional state will basically dictate whether or not uh, exposure to nature and our feelings of connection that would come from exposure um, if we actually end up feeling benefits. So if we're really upset right now or if we're really, uh, you know, walking through nature and we're like disgruntled about things or angry about the way the world works, we are less likely to essentially yeah, receive any type of health benefit from nature connection. So I, I think it's really important and I want to even reference um, the episode and I forget which number exactly. 1718 perhaps it's um rewire your bio with dr christina castanelanac and richard vixenic and uh, we went into the polyvagal theory um and so i would i just kind of want to reference that if you're looking for more information as to what i'm talking about as to emotional say regulation and the polyvagal theory and so yeah essentially our ability to be um, emotionally intelligent or intelligent of and aware of our emotions and kind of sit with those when in nature or let's say prior to going into nature. So just kind of entering a state of mindfulness about how we're feeling, checking in and then going into nature. It's just huge benefit right now because if we are going into nature and of course that's that too, I would say is part of the benefit of the restorative reflective aspects of nature is being able to reflect on something that might be troubling or or have you angry or upset or experiencing, say, negative emotions? So I think it's important that we um, at least take stock of that and then go into nature. So that's one really interesting, um, basically, study I wanted to share. And that's it. Simple as that. Sharing studies. It's been, uh, like I say, trying to be the best podcast host possible and, of course, juggling uh, what it's like to be a content creator and then a researcher. And I realized there's, the researcher is my most important task right now. So um, I've enjoyed, you know, putting this podcast together and getting more familiar with everything and putting content together, but becoming better at it, one, as a host, but two, as, you know, delivering on 
what I'm at least uncovering or how I'm breaking this down and disseminating in such a way that I think will help you guys, or at least I hope will help you people out there listening. So I know I say guys a lot. That's, that's some, speaking of feedback and being grateful for it, I am grateful for feedback from um, female listeners, friends of mine, women who say, Hey, don't say guys all the time, but I've addressed this before. And this as being, this being one of those update shows, you know, overarching update shows, I uh, will still put a footnote and say that guys means to all people, human beings, humanoids, um, star children, all the above. So um, no matter where you're coming from. But anyways, I think that's a great time to end uh, this podcast just over the hour mark. I really, uh, again, appreciate any and all feedback, uh, ratings and reviews of the podcast that helps other people find it. It's been a great first year and I'm happy to share what my rewilding practices are for the year. Um, And again, stick a fork in that whole COVID uh, discussion, or at least my truth for it. Of course, still moving energy, still acting, still living in a way, becoming prepared and accepting kind of what is, but going forward in a positive way with nature medicine as what I feel like is the antidote. So if you feel the same way, keep liking, sharing, commenting, and not to sound cliche, but it really is true to say that we are all in this together. So um, if you feel like nature is the antidote, nature is the medicine we need right now, please keep liking, sharing, rating, reviewing, and all that great stuff. I greatly appreciate you guys all listening out there. And as always, stay wild. for listening to the rewild my bio podcast please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you have enjoyed this episode i have so much gratitude for all of you who continue to share this show with your friends it really does mean so much to me if you want more content from rewild my bio then please check out rewildmybio.com to find previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter in the newsletter i share blogs i have written and reflections from my current health promotion research please follow along on instagram and telegram with the handle at rewild my bio and on Twitter, at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.